We are live. We couldn't resist it. Too much Jason Garrett. Uh, so we had to we had to go live. Middle of the fourth quarter. This is the Sunday, November 26th edition of the PFF Forecast. A great show. Uh, we're going to debate who's the best team in the NFL. Chiefs, uh, Eagles, Niners, Cowboys. Who is it? Uh, are the Bills really dead or did they show us something? Is Bill Belichick tanking? And we spare no expense. A 45-minute deep dive. Jason Garrett versus Tony Romo, who is the single most cringeworthy person to listen to while you are watching football. It's going to be a great show. Let's rock. Arjun, wearing the cowboy hat, this is actually not an attempt at getting the Chargers to score points. This is uh, a response to the Cowboys. Can you tell us uh, the story of the hat? Yeah, so uh, I'm back home. I, I came back home for Thanksgiving break, and I random, randomly find uh, this cowboy hat in my dad's office. And I was like, oh, this looks cool. So I said if the Cowboys covered uh, the first half spread against the Commanders that I would wear it. And thankfully they did. Dak led a masterful end of half drive. And then also it's paying tribute to our queen, Dolly Parton, mm -hmm. who probably had the best uh, things or the halftime, best Thanksgiving halftime performance of the three. So uh, shout out Dolly, rocking the hat for her. And hopefully we uh, pick some more winners tonight. In, in fact, actually, because of your Dolly Parton tribute, Tony Ramos tuning in, uh, he heard, he saw, he saw our tweet and had to come and get involved. I uh, got excited. I don't know what was best about Thanksgiving because it certainly wasn't the football. I really do think it was Jim Nance and Tony Romo um, trying to decide how much they loved Dolly Parton in the booth because uh, it was great. Because because Romo, just to, to if anyone for, didn't remember this or didn't see this, Romo kind of called Nance out. He was like, hey, Jim, you said Dolly was going to wear a Cowboys cheerleader outfit. And Jim was kind of like, Listen, Tony, this was between you and I after eight glasses of wine. You were not supposed to bring this up. And, and, and Tony didn't drop it. He refused to drop the ball. Uh, and Jim was like trying to get out of there. It was so good. That was probably my favorite part of the Thanksgiving games. Certainly up there. Yeah, no, Jim was trying to do his like Augusta Masters good vibes. And Tony was just like, come on, Jim. Uh, yeah, that was it was a, not a great day of football. Uh, I know you enjoyed your Niners beating the brakes off the Seahawks, but uh, not yeah, it, it got better from there. Friday, the I think the favorite, my favorite sequence. We'll go there. What I'm thankful for, my favorite sequence of maybe the season was the Jets throwing uh, the pick six on the hail mary to end the first half against the Dolphins. I think that was the funniest NFL play I've seen in like a couple of years since the butt fumble, probably. The probably. The Hell Mary, which I think is aptly named. Um, yeah, that was very, very tough to watch. The only thing that made the Friday game watchable was that Judah put together an amazing parlay, 150 to 1 SGP um, with Mostert, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, uh, all having big days and Brees Hall going under. And it, it was honestly very, very close. It wasn't for Jeff Wilson miraculously rising from the dead um, and Tyreek Hill catching like one more pass. 
uh, it, it would have hit. So that made it enjoyable. That was fun. Um, nothing else about that game was enjoyable. Um, but, uh, but yes, that was funny. Um, let's, let's actually get into it because you brought up the, the Niners. So who is the best team in the NFL? We've seen uh, the Chiefs kind of hold this for a while, kind of because they have Mahomes. I kind of ranted earlier this week about how they don't look very good. I still don't think they look very good, and I'm happy to get into that. Um, we have the Eagles, who pull off a really kind of impressive comeback win in overtime against the Bills. And then the Niners, who now that they're healthy, have started dominating once again. So I guess you could throw the Cowboys in there because they've beaten teams that you know will pick in the top five, and that's very important. Uh, who is the best team in the NFL? Brad, we'll start with you. Yeah, this is going to come across like, you know, I'm doing the the Mike Florio Monday update. Who won that week slash what just happened in the game? Justin uh, who won the- <laughs> so Justin Tucker missed a field goal. Oh, no. You know, I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose my full game spread and Arjun of the first half. And I, I don't know why. I feel like I probably agreed with you and you said it last week. Anyway, um, what was I even saying? I, it's going to sound like I'm doing the like who has the best record and who just won this past week. Thing, which I'm not because I've frankly been trying to not say the Eagles all year, but I've just seen them win now every type of football game that from behind, from ahead, in bad conditions, which I stood in today and it was absolutely miserable. Uh, you know, or a script where they need to throw the ball a ton, run the ball a ton. You know, the Chiefs game they should not have won, but when you say, hey, this team probably should not have won at Arrowhead against Patrick Mahomes and still did, like. Yeah, it's fluky to a degree. Like it's not. It wasn't a resounding victory. Hurts kind of finished it off late. Was terrible, frankly, the first three quarters of the game. Um, and and made plays to Devontae Smith to close that out. I just, I still am not sure we've seen their best game. They were good today. Um, and and they're not. And they're what ten and one and like comfortably ahead of everybody else. They beat the Chiefs, the Bills, the Cowboys, the Dolphins, pretty convincingly. Like, I, yeah, I, I just think it's Philly. Hertz is not 100% healthy, but he's he's healthy enough to do what he's been doing. Um, probably shouldn't be the MVP, MVP frontrunner, frankly, but uh, but he's been very good. Yeah, I can I can understand the the case for Philly. Um, I think I struggle when with, with their defense a little bit. I, I you know, <laughs> as much as I'd love to be a Sean Desai fan and and you know praise him with all types of praises, I, I can't admit that that defense has had its problems. Now, this game, you know, Fletcher Cox gets injured. Jalen Carter leaves for a couple snaps. Like, the secondary has been banged up for part of the year. But still, you know, at its heart, this is kind of a below-average pass defense. And um, I don't think that's something the Niners are. I think the Niners have a pretty good defense, and now they've traded for Chase Young. And I think they've been firing on all cylinders. And not that the Seahawks offense was playing well before the 49ers game. But they, I thought, did a pretty good job of slowing everything down. So I think when you combine that with the Niners having like a top three offense when everyone's healthy, um, I, I think that makes them the best team in the league. Just that combination of a top three offense with a probably top five defense when healthy. Whereas Philly, I think it's, you know, it's not all noise that they've made all these second half comebacks, but to make all the second half comebacks, you have to struggle offensively and you have to be bad defensively. And I think that will catch up to them. Uh, at some point against the better NFC teams. And we could see them struggle against Dallas in their next divisional game, I think. Yeah, I think so. Mahomes is the best quarterback out of this group. Um, You know, we just saw him match up against the Eagles. I would not, and I certainly do not, put too much weight into beating Aiden O'Connell 
in Las Vegas. Um, I think was the first, I finally saw Travis Kelsey separate on an actual route this year. Um, but he still looks like he's like dragging a sled behind him when he runs It's tough, uh, kind of tough to watch. Um, now I think they can get it together, but right now they're not the best team uh, in the NFL. The, the Eagles, I agree with you, Arjun. I think the thing that worries me uh, about the Eagles is their secondary is tough, but also I just, I just do not think Jalen Hurts is healthy. Now, he has played very, very well. I don't think he played nearly as well as Allen did today, but did make some, some really big plays. I just think that the Bills, especially defensively, they don't, they're not going to take advantage of how hurt I think Hurts was. So I don't want to read too much in that game. When healthy, the Niners are the best team in the NFL. I think it's going to be really interesting to see, and as we're going to guess the spreads here in a second, the Niners go to Philly this week. Now they have a little bit of a rest advantage. So we do need to take that into account when we look at, at this spread. And certainly, you know, we did when we guessed it, but um, what I'm saying is that I think this spread should be certainly less than two and a half uh, in favor of the Eagles, you know, meaning that the Niners are the, are the better team. And, and, you know, I think the Eagles clearly show that they're better than the, uh, than, than the chiefs, at least right now, uh, maybe not clearly, but I think better than, so I, I would go in that order. I would go Niners, Eagles, Chiefs. Um, so I guess the, the odd man out is are, are the Chiefs. W- where would you guys put um, the, the two teams after your, your number one? I think that is the top three. I think until further notice, it's kind of a clear top three. I like Dallas. I've been high on them all year. Losing Mark Andrews has kind of been – it made Baltimore's offense look a bit shaky since then. Um I don't know. Like Detroit came back down to earth. Like I don't even know who else would really be in the conversation with those. I'm Baltimore. probably higher on Jacksonville than anyone else in this pod, and they're they're not in that that camp for me at all. So um, yeah, the only the Niners. It's it's very you know uh, simplistic or very minimalist, whatever word I'm trying to say. But it's just I got to see Brock Purdy do it from behind in a game. But that's the only Ooh. question mark. Is the defense was a concern for me, and we we saw the 2021 2022 Niners defense on, on Turkey Day. Easy there, Romo. Trying to see Brock Purdy do it from behind. <laughs> to do- yeah, Dolly Parton. <laughs> Dolly, who are you, who are your second and third best teams in the NFL? Um, yeah, I I would put the Chiefs at two. Pat's still the best quarterback. Chiefs have a top six seven defense. You know, they started off really slow today, and then they really just turned it around. I don't think Raiders got anything going for the rest of the game. Um, and yeah, I mean, I. That's, I think we like t- talked in our group chat like, oh, it's like, can we live bet the Chiefs this year knowing like they really haven't figured it out, but they kind of did 31 points, went on a 31 to three run. Um, you know, I think they figured out that they shouldn't throw the ball to anyone except Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice and Isaiah Pacheco out of the backfield, which is which worked today might not work against good defenses, but it worked against mediocre competition. So I would go Chiefs at two. And then, yeah, I think I think Eagles at three. And I don't really think there's another team that should be in that tier. Yeah, uh, clearly a top tier uh, there. I mean, I think the the next tier is really interesting. You've got, um, you know, you've got the Ravens there. You've got the Jags who somehow are eight and three. Um, you've got the Lions, of course. Um, but let's talk about the Bills here for a second because uh, I want to ask you guys this question. Did you become more or less positive on the future of the Bills after today's game, Brad? 
I think they're literally the exact same. I've never lost faith in their offense at any point, and I didn't gain a ton of respect because I don't think the Eagles' defense is that good. Um, and then the Bills' defense is not good. Like, they have not been good pretty much the entire season. And they, they showed up in the first half. They made some plays uh, against their old pal, Eagles' old pal, Rasul Douglas. Like, But, yeah, they're the same team to me. They're, they're a good, what, ninth team in the AFC at 6-6, six and six, but I didn't really learn anything new about Buffalo today personally. What about you, Arch? Yeah, no, I, I would agree with Brad. Um, I think the Bills offense doing well against the Eagles defense, like we shouldn't overreact too much because the Eagles defense isn't that good. Um, and Josh Allen had the typical Josh Allen game. We, had the, we saw the Superman moments, him running for some crazy touchdowns, throwing some crazy sideline throws. And then we had the Bozo interception play that he typically does. Um, and that let the Eagles right back in the game, gave them a short field, and they scored three plays later. So, yeah, their defense has been kind of overrated for a while now, whether it's been Leslie Frazier calling plays or Sean McDermott. Um, let, you know, Eagles looked so bad offensively in the first half and then put up, I think, like 30-plus in the second half. So that's definitely something to take note of. I think in the short-term future, I'm not, like, too worried. But I think in the long term, like, this is a team that has, like, you know, a, a lot of, like, major underlying issues with their roster construction construction and kind of their players at important positions that I don't think people talk about enough that I think could be an issue in years to come. So uh, this will be surprising maybe uh, to some, I am significantly maybe a little strong, but I am much more bullish on, on the bills after today's game. Now I realize that they are six and six. Okay. But let's take stock of the AFC, the AFC stinks i can't believe i'm saying this the afc is not very good you've got the jaguars and the chiefs at the top with the dolphins and the ravens ravens struggling to beat the chargers right now um you've got the jaguars who i think you know you you hardly know who they are uh on any given day i think they're a decent team they also like to throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage to running backs on third and longs despite having trevor lawrence the miami dolphins can't beat a decent team on the road you then have the Pittsburgh Steelers at seven and four, Cleveland Browns at seven and four, and the Indianapolis Colts right now are in the seventh spot at six and five. The Bills just need to get into the dance. Okay. The Bills can beat any of the other teams in the AFC. If the Bills get into the seventh seed, now here's what I took away from today. Yes, their defense is not great. Yes, the Eagles didn't have Lane Johnson, and that made their pass rush look a little bit better. But Josh Allen, to me today, looked clearly healthy, I thought maybe for the first time against a real opponent, the way that he ran the ball. Um, and then the other thing that I think should be noted, yes, Jalen Hurts made some big plays. I thought Josh Allen looked considerably more comfortable playing in that game and those elements than uh, Hurts did. Now, this is not taking away anything from Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has been amazing. But in the playoffs, let's consider the, the potential to be playing in those inclement elements Yes, Patrick Mahomes is obviously going to be comfortable, but I think it just speaks to what the Bills can do in any situation. It would not surprise me. I think the Bills are going to make it to the playoffs. They're going to squeak in because the AFC stinks. And it would not shock me at all to see them make a deep run. Because of how poorly the AFC has played, this is the weakest, in my opinion, the Chiefs offense has been since we've seen Patrick Mahomes. Um, and if you're really worried about the Dolphins and the Jags and the Ravens, like, yes, they're good teams. They will be favored at home against the Bills. But I, Josh Allen will be the better quarterback in every single one of those matchups. So I actually am more bullish on the on the Bills today. 
A lot of the teams you mentioned too have. We, we talked Josh, uh, Mark Andrews, but Jalen Phillips, our guy. Um, you know, I think I didn't see the update, but I assume after the season with the torn Achilles, like all there, there's been attrition across the board for every team. Obviously, Buffalo was kind of at the front, the, you know, the forefront of that early on in the year, but pretty much the entire AFC. And then, yeah, like you said, like the Chiefs, I guess, are pretty healthy, but Travis Kelsey is the only pass catcher on the team. And I think we are finally seeing, you know, age slash T-Swift catch up to him a little bit uh, at this point. So I, I don't disagree with the take at all. Um, also, Sh- Shane Steichen, coach of the year. Minneapolis <laughs> <laughs> Colts being six and five and in the playoffs right now. They're losing their uh, quarterback that they drafted in the top 10, what, two and a half weeks into the season. Um, yeah. Yeah, is super, super impressive. Um, I mean, obviously the Texans, uh, the fact that they have the same record as the Texans, yet the Texans have had maybe the three best rookies in the NFL this year. <laughs> like like Tank Dell, CJ Stroud, and Will Anderson are all absolutely hitting. They have an offensive, uh, you know, coordinator and offense that that people are drooling over and they have the same record as the Colts is absolutely astounding yeah exactly absolutely incredible um let's let's talk uh last topic before we guess the lines here Bill Belichick um is Bill Belichick tanking is he executing the tank they right now hold the number two overall pick the number one overall pick Brad is in your hands thanks to the Carolina Panthers being absolutely terrible, but the Patriots are hot on their heels and right now stand in a position to get either Drake May or Caleb Williams. Is this a well-executed Bill Belichick tank? I think it is. I'll be honest. Like you hire Bill O'Brien, you can't going into uh, after a bye figure out a way to score against Wink Wink Martindale's Giants defense without Dexter Lawrence on the football field, and you can't score. I mean, like McCorkle was throwing mallards all over the pitch before he got benched, but I there's no way they're that bad. Like he had the one third and fifteen conversion to Devontae Parker that was like a decent throw, kind of between between a tight window. But it just – I don't know. I think he is. I think he's like, all right, look, either I'm going to get Drake May in New England or they're going to trade me somewhere else and whatever. Um, I just – there's no way that they're this bad. It's just it, – today was unconscionable. I think – so, like, I think if Bill wasn't tanking, Zappi would have gone in the game after that first interception – um, where I think the first interception was the one where he like overthrew the corner route, and that was terrible. Like, they, like it was double covered, and he just completely overthrew it. And I'm like, okay, there's no way he stays in. Stays in, he throws an even worse one. He looks like he looks like Derek Carr, but even worse because he just throws it right at the defender. Because at least Derek Carr, like against an all-out blitz, like he'll throw it in the ground. Like Mac threw it straight to Okereke, and so he left him in for the entire first half. If he was you know, if he wasn't tanking and if he was actually trying to win, I think Zappi would have came in earlier. Plus, I think they threw the ball like a little too much with Mac. And I, I think like they've had success running the ball the past couple of weeks and they, you know, should have stuck with it. So, yeah, I think they I think they are tanking. They know the end game. Chad Ryland knows the end game. You know, he's everyone's locked in for the most <laughs> part. I think it's a well executed tank by the whole squad. The last question was that actually their best draft pick of the year was was Chad Ryland sneakily the best draft pick they made at one twelve overall to be a below replacement level kicker. <laughs> I I don't think he's so. If you believe he's tanking, then that means you believe he and um, he and Kraft have a deal for him to come back as the starter. 
Is that what you guys think? You think he's back? As a head coach, me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he got the extension before the season, and maybe the conversation was like, look, if it starts off well, you know, play, ride it out. But look, they saw the whole division it was an arms race. The Bills, the Dolphins, the Jets all went all in. They say, look, you know what? Let them all have their fun. I hate the Jets situation with Rodgers going forward in a couple years. Miami, no one's talking about it, is going to have a very fascinating offseason with a dozen guys that need to get re-signed or they got to figure something out there. Um, and you know, the Bills are obviously crumbling before our eyes. So it's not the craziest theory in the world. Yeah, I it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him come back, I guess. Um, it just doesn't, for all the things that we know about Bill Belichick, him executing a tank does not seem to fit the pattern. Like, if he were executing a tank, I would also have expected him to be very woke on fourth downs, for example, right? Like, I would have expected him to be more, I guess, mathematically efficient in other areas. Um, for him to recognize this? Because here's the thing, like, is Kraft saying, yeah, we're going to tank? Bill, you get to stay if you tank. Is there, there's no real, like, GM there, right? It's, it's just Bill Belichick. Um, I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine that he's tanking. I think it's more likely that, look, their team just really stinks. And Belichick is a, is a great coach who had a very, very great quarterback. And it's, you know, the shine is going to come off, um, you know, when, when he doesn't have any good players, like he's not an offensive wizard. Um, a defense is a weak link system. It's not going to do very well when your offense is complete trash. So like you're seeing the ramifications of that. In my opinion. Um, no, I think. You, it, it, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, no, it's all you. It's the least talented roster in the NFL. Like, I'm not even debating that. It is the worst, right? Including the Carolina Panthers, including the Arizona Cardinals. I think it is the least talented roster in the league. I just think Bill could have squeezed a couple more out of it if he really wanted to. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, all right. The Baltimore Ravens have beaten the Los Angeles Clippers uh, 20 to 10. Mercifully, Justin Tucker's missed field goal did not cost me a fantasy matchup. I know everyone very much cared about that. We are going to get to guessing the lines in just one second. Before we do, a reminder that this podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks. Um, which I said I was going to try out this week. I did. My uh, humble opinion on prize picks, incredibly easy to use. The app is very well built. Um, it's uh, so 100% A plus on that. Um, you can't do like traditional same game parlays, but that's because it's daily fantasy. Um, but you can get like 80 to 90% of the way there. So highly recommend it. You get a great deal. You get a $100 deposit match. I got it. I can attest to this with promo code PFF. Go to prizepicks.com slash forecast. I should say the promo code is actually forecast. Um, and you can get a $100 deposit match when you deposit at prize picks. And then you can go, um, you can combine different sports together. So you can do basketball and football, or you can do all one sport. Um, and it's very, very simple. You compile a set of two or more um, players and then you choose more or less and then you can kind of choose your your option for payoff so you can either uh, choose an option where you have to hit all of them and then you get a payback of up to like 10x uh, i think you actually get all the way up to 20x um, or you can have what they call uh, i think it's like a power play where you can um, hit like three out of four and still get uh, a payoff back so um, definitely highly recommend it it is prizepicks.com slash forecast 
Also, our friends at Gerber Life are making it easy for you if you are a parent to get your family protected. You don't want to have to worry about all the things that bad that could happen. You want to focus on the good stuff. So go to Fabric by Gerber Life and they give you a one-stop shop for high-quality term life insurance uh, plus other financial solutions in one easy online hub. It's super, super easy. You go to M-E-E-T Fabric, F-A-B-R-I-C.com slash forecast. And there you can take 10 minutes to get a high quality term life insurance policy. You don't have to talk to anybody. You can do it all online, get your family covered, get yourself feeling good and ready to focus on the positive side of life. All right. We're on to week, is it week 13? My God. Week 13. Did the Chargers just kill Arjun once and for all? Is that what happened? Oh, he's no, back. sorry, guys. I had to. I had to go and take a shot after that game, so I. I didn't want to take it on the pod, so I just you know moved set up and. I'm happy. I'm ready. You. I'm ready. Time to make some. Money. I'm happy for you. That was smart. That was smart. Yeah, <laughs> week thirteen, George. Fuck. It up. is week thirteen. Um. All right. Uh. The first game, week thirteen, Thursday night, Seattle goes to Big D to play the Dallas Cowboys. Brad Lynch kicks off. Cowboys minus eight. Went Cowboys minus nine. Uh, all right. Where the hell are right. this? Is exactly what people tune in for. I had the Cowboys minus eight and a half. All right. What is it here? We have seven. No, it's not right. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. I see. Yeah, that's surprising. Um, I know seven at DraftKings. I'm betting that as we speak. Yeah, wow. <laughs> okay, I see an eight at Bookmaker, um, eight at Circa, seven, seven at DraftKings, seven and a half at FanDuel. Let's call it seven and a half um, here as I uh, get myself figured out. So seven and a half, Brad had it eight. I had it eight and a half. Martin had it nine. Uh, Brad, what are you doing with this one? Yeah. Uh, Wait, real quick. I, mean, real, I, I literally did just place a bet on Cowboys minus seven uh, on draft. Can you share the spreadsheet? Uh, oh, for, go ahead. Can we share the spreadsheet? I think someone oh, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing it right now. Also, I updated my record. Arjun, I don't know if you updated your full record. You just added yeah. the week. Yeah, Arjun, I, I think probably by percentage now is, is in the lead. I don't know if we, you know, if we go sure. by how you should do it. I think Arjun's the new victor that we're all chasing. Yes, I'm going to update that in a second. Uh, uh, we'll show yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Anyhow, let's see here. Uh, but anyway, anyway. Um, so Seattle, our, our dear, dear Seahawks, who are going to be six and three, and I'm like not going to cash my over eight and a halfs uh, somehow, some way. They just, I, like, DK sucked in the Thanksgiving game. Gino, I think, was relatively healthy. Probably not 100% or even really close to it, but obviously was able to go on a short week. They're just – the offensive line has been a, been a nightmare. You got Jason Peters at 42, getting starts at right tackle, and he's been fine, but um, I'll, t- I'll do it. I'll, I'll ride with the Cowboys. I, I wish it was seven, but anyway, go go Dallas. I think, I think I'm going to just – you know, I feel like it, we're approaching like Philly first half wagon with the Cowboys. So Cowboys at home again, I'm just going to take them first half. I think the line will be 
probably minus five, minus five and a half. I, I'd take it up to minus five and a half, minus 110. So I'm, I'm going to just take their first half again. I'm going to go teaser. I was changing it. Go ahead, George. <laughs> <laughs> Teasing. Uh, I like the teaser. Uh, I like the first half um, bet quite a bit. So I'm going to join you on that. Um, I, full game does worry me a little bit, although I've said this before and I will say it again. I think that the teams that match up poorly with the Niners also match up poorly with the Cowboys. Exactly. There's a lot of similarities there. Um, I'm a little worried about Gino. Now they, you know, I think the tough thing with the Cowboys is they just haven't played a real team in, you know, like 24 days. So uh, this could be a, a potential uh, shock to the system. Um, that said, I, I just, you know, I think that um, this is a, this is a really good matchup for uh, the Cowboys. So I will roll with Dallas in the first half. George, Friday morning get up. If Dal- if Dak Prescott has a big game, Friday morning get up is going to be a movie. Oh my goodness, it's going to be. Let me actually tell you, tomorrow, despite the fact that the Eagles won potentially the biggest game um, in the NFL this year, and maybe the two biggest games in back to back weeks, get up will open tomorrow with a solid hour, a straight hour of Cowboys talk. So prepare yourselves. I, I'm getting to bed early tonight just so that I can be ready for Mike Greenberg to talk about Dak Prescott and Dallas Cowboys with three NFL, former NFL players you've never heard of for four straight hours. It is going to be absolutely electric. A new segment we should do, George, real quick. I did it for tonight's show is guess the segment of a getup. And so mine is going to be the ticker. If someone sent a screenshot, there's going to be a ticker over the last five weeks. Dak has 17 touchdown passes, Dakota Rain. 17. Next highest quarterback has 10. Mm. He's been killing it. And so I'm, I'm putting a bet in. That will be a ticker during get up tomorrow morning. Okay. The, the headline, you know how they put those pithy headlines? It's going to be MVP, and then the P is just going to say Prescott. Love that. Love that. Okay. That's what it's going to be, and we're going to spend a solid hour on that. Now, in fairness, Dak Prescott has played really freaking well. He has five games, I believe, with a 90 PFF grade. The only quarterback to do that. He had the highest graded game that we have graded. <laughs> uh, now, it was against complete disaster of an opponent, but that does not matter. You still have to make throws, and he absolutely has. Now, a full hour of getup, I think we need to cool our jets a little bit, but uh, you can tune into that tomorrow on ESPN. Denver at Houston. Brad. Texans minus four and a half. You're on mute. Oh, no. I'm, you, you don't you hear me? No, I'm, I'm on mute. My bad. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to text it in three and a half. Sorry, guys. I had the Houston football Texans by four and a half as well, Brad. And let's see here. We've got Texans by three. Wow. That's bad. That's a yes. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to get on board. Okay, do we need to do we need to talk to the people about the Denver Broncos because they have won a considerable number of games in a row? Uh, they again today had I think was it at least one fumble recovery on a run that brings it to four in their last three games. Um, they played obviously the the Browns this week and they got a little bit of PJ Walker as well. Um, I just 
th- their offense has actually somehow become less efficient in their win streak than it was when they were when they were losing games. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. That, that's my analysis, Brad. Yeah, no, the Broncos recovered two Browns fumbles today, two. although they – actually, three, I think it was. Um, yeah, three, although they did have a fumble of their own. But, yeah, so to a ton of turnover luck, particularly fumble recovery luck, which is like one of the more, uh, you know, particularly re- regression-prone numbers. But also, again, like their yards per play, all those things. I'm not going to downgrade a win over the Browns. We tease the Browns. I like the Browns this matchup. Like, yeah, I could say they beat Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Like, I won't say that. It was It's a fine win. I just think this entire stretch of five games has been super fluky. You're getting Houston off of a loss, but a pretty good loss. Our guy Tank Dell should have had 150 receiving yards. Uh, just not being across the number is, is kind of crazy to me. I don't like this matchup for Russell Wilson now. I think you're getting some really good play from Will Anderson and Jonathan Gennard off the edge. The Texans finally have like a legit pass rush now, it seems, um, which will cause problems. Derek Stingley, I think, looked better, you know, get, getting back from health. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's a – I love that play. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos – like, the Broncos are not going to keep forcing turnovers at this rate. I think it stops here. Um, Timo – Timo had this graph, uh, like, two weeks ago, which was, like, looking at, like, um, total points lost because of turnovers. And the, the Texans, three weeks ago, ranked, like, fourth – on offense. So like they weren't, you know, turning the ball over, giving opposing teams good field position or whatnot. CJ Stroud, obviously one of the better quarterbacks to taking care of the ball. So, you know, I think the, the Texans or the Broncos like turnover like stops there. And yeah, I mean, I haven't been like too impressed with the Broncos. Like we knew coming into the season, they were going to be a run heavy team, like in their five game win streak, Russell Wilson's thrown for over 200 yards, just one time. He has been efficient. He hasn't been taking sacks, you know, give credit to him for that. But this is a ground and pound team at their heart, and I think to beat the Tex to beat the Texans, you need to throw the ball like Trevor Lawrence did. I think he threw for over uh, 300 yards today, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't think Russell has that in his arsenal anymore. I don't think he has the ability to throw for 300 yards in, in a competitive game. And obviously, Sean Payton doesn't trust him enough to do that. So yeah, I, I really like the the Texans in this spot. Yeah, it's. Uh... It's interesting. I thought that the Texans today, it, it it's becoming kind of a common theme. I feel like they left one to two touchdowns on the board today. Like uh, you could have said the same thing against Cincinnati. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is the finally the opportunity to take advantage of of the uh, the Denver Broncos not being as good as their their record. Um, by the way, I talk about get up a lot. Sunday NFL countdown did an incredible segment today about the Denver Broncos. And um, the thing that I heard over and over and over again was, look, guys, if they can keep turning the ball over and not uh, turn their opponents over and not turning the ball over, they're a playoff team. So that, I mean, just I just have to put it out there. If they continue to win the turnover battle by like 15, they're a playoff team. I bet you could guess just based on watching TV as a kid, George. What is the percentage if you win the turnover battle? What percentage are you likely to win that game? Uh, I mean, I don't know the exact number, but what is it? It's got to be like 65 percent. They always say eighty on TV, and that could just be a made-up stat that like coaches agreed to say. But I yeah. feel like I've heard that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like I've heard that like a thousand times as a kid. That's something that like. Who would say like Rex Ryan would say that in studio? 
you'd get one of those guys. We'd give you that in studio. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So uh, we don't have to get into this right now. Let's get on to the next game, uh, which is uh, if I can find this here: uh, Chargers and Patriots. I got even after what we just watched. Chargers are uh, the Patriots plus six and a half. I went Chargers plus four, or Chargers minus four. Chargers minus four. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. I went three. <laughs> What three and a half? Um, I guess I don't think they're tanking. Uh, this is five and a half on DraftKings. Uh, four and a half trending five and on FanDuel. Uh, we'll why don't we split the difference and call it five? Um, I guess Brad, you're over that. I am not. I cannot bring myself to bet this. Um, after what I just saw, I don't think that Bill Belichick is tanking. That's why I can't bet it. Arjun, doesn't uh, Brandon Staley have a couple depressing losses to Bill Belichick over the last couple of years? Yeah, he lost in twenty twenty one at home. Um, that they got that was about. Right? Say it again. They got like demolished in that game, right? Or was that last? No, year? no that was the Anthony Lynn administration. <laughs> Gosh, 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 gosh. Sure, sure, sure. In 2021, he lost because I think Herbert threw a pick six in the fourth quarter. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, Chargers shouldn't be laying five to anyone really on the road. But this, I, you will not convince me to bet on Matt Jones or Bailey Zappi. So I'm just going to lay off. I'm just going to enjoy whichever coach loses this game should probably be let go after, <laughs> after the game, especially if it is Brandon Steely. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, agreed. I'm staying away. Yeah. I'm, uh, as I said, staying away as well. All right. Arjun's favorite team, the New Orleans Saints. Arjun, what's your record betting on the Saints this year? <laughs> I I should have gone back and checked. I think I'm legit like 0-4 or 0-5. Every, like, every time I bet on them, like, it's just, it's just like, it's not even fun to watch. Like, I think I bet on them in the Packers game. They blew that lead. But bet on them this week. Uh, which, are the, which, which other losses have been really bad for them? That you guys remember Saints? You uh, the Packers' loss was all time bad. Yeah. Look at their schedule. I'll remember because, like, if you think about it, like, every single one of their games, like the spread is within three. I think. Yes. <laughs> so yes. yeah. So okay. So I bet on them in the Vikings game. That was just, uh, you know, that was bullshit. Bet on them against Todd Bowles because I thought Dennis Allen might actually be a better head coach than him, and that didn't work out. So, yeah, I, I don't even want to get into it. I'm not – I'm just going to – like, whatever my number is, even if I'm off market, I'm either fading them or I'm not betting them. So. There you go. Detroit goes to New Orleans. Brad? Saints plus four. I went Saints plus five. I had the – uh, Saints plus where am I here? Four and a half. Uh, and it is three and a half. It appears to be now. It's interesting. I had this, it's funny. I had this at three and a half. It's my initial guess. And uh, I changed this after watching the New Orleans Saints play football today by an entire point, um, which tells you how that, that game went. And also, uh, Olave got banged up. I don't, I'm assuming he'll be good enough to come back and play, but if they don't have Olave, I'm I'm very concerned. Arjun, you messaged the chat. It wasn't it like six different dudes. 
Yeah, Olave with concussion. Shahid was with a leg injury. Michael Thomas is on IR. Um, and then, like, Juwan got banged up a little bit. I think he might have come back in, though. So, yeah, top three receivers are basically all out. So, we're left with, like, Wake Forest legend A.T. Perry and others. That Taysom Hill. <laughs> yeah, Taysom Hill. Marshawn Lattimore, I think, is on IR now, too, isn't he? Yeah, that's why Drake Lendon went off this game. He had, like, 90-plus yards. Yeah, yeah. Three and a half. Lions get that. You know, like the Saints it. had to buy, but rest advantage. Yeah, I'm. 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 Are you doing it, Arjun? You're betting. You're betting. You're fading the Saints. Well, now the Saints are a lock. Yeah, probably they probably are. But I mean, we're getting Dome Goff, like Ben, jo- like yeah. Ben Johnson versus Dennis Allen. Like the Saints defense has also been like pretty shitty the last couple of weeks. Um, Falcons ran all over them today. I mean, Bijan had 91. Algier at 64. As a whole, they. Average 0.06 EPA per rush, 0.07 on early downs. Like the Saints can do shit against the Falcons. And yeah, Lions, uh, three more days of rest compared to the Saints. They're going to, I think, should have an easy day running all over them. And yeah, the Saints offense is a joke. So, yep. I'm with you there. Yeah. I'm on the same, uh, same wavelength. This one scares me, though. Um, There's something about golf right now that very much worries me, but I would hope. That over the break, Ben Johnson kind of gets it gets it figured out. Um, but I think this is too small of a spread given the kind of the talent disparity. Um, now, yeah. now the, the rest should be baked in. I am surprised that given those injuries, uh, it is um, still the way it is. Um, by the way, someone in the chat we talked about Houston already, and they <laughs> said to mention the uh, the refs in Texans Jags. That was an absolute privilege of a referee performance. Now I thought there were a few, I thought that Philly and Buffalo was also quite a journey. Um, so you could make a case for, for both of those being the worst of the two, but yes, that was uh, that was truly delightful. All right. Uh, we are on to Arizona and Pittsburgh. Um, will Arizona try to use their running quarterback to run? Uh, we will find out. Brad, would you make this? Minus four and a half. I went minus six. <laughs> That's probably what it should be. I went four and a half as well. Um, wow. It is six. It's a bullseye uh, for Arjun. Wow. <laughs> and I'm not betting on Arizona. So, okay. I, I am curious. What do we make of the fact that Kyler Murray, who's one of the, what, three to five most athletic quarterbacks in the NFL, is running about as much as, like, 40-year-old Ben Roethlisberger. Well, I mean, he scrambles, but you're saying, like, no, like no element. He, yeah. He didn't do squadoosh. He, sat, he dropped back, waited for – it looked like Cliff Kingsbury came back to coach. I mean, like, no one was ever open – um, he threw the same passes to contested receivers, doing nothing creative all game, um, and did not scramble, did not have signed runs, nothing. Against a Rams defense that, like, you would think you would try to avoid dropping back and letting Aaron Donald get to you. It's because Monty Austin worked for the Patriots, and he caught wind of Bill Belichick tanking. So mm-hmm. that's more evidence in my conspiracy holster. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to – nah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll take the Cardinals. Wow. 
I love it. I mean, this this Steelers offense laying six exactly. points against anyone is. I mean, they they laid six points against Jake Browning today, and are they won by six against Jake Browning today in a nice comeback fashion? Deontay Johnson didn't feel like playing uh, Jalen Warren's fumble. I, I think things are ugly in Pittsburgh right now. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna lay off. I mean, I'm not like the, I'm not good. I don't want to bet on Kenny Pickett getting six. Uh, but yeah, the Cardinals defense is an atrocity. They just don't have any talent. And like, yeah, I mean, I was like somewhat impressed by the Steelers offense. Like, I, they were actually throwing over the middle. Like, Pat Fryermuth is actually a difference maker. He had like 120 plus yards, which the Bengals suck versus tight ends. But that was a big development that Kenny Pickett can actually throw over the middle instead of 50 50 balls all game. So, yeah, I was I was a little bit impressed, and I think their run game has been sneakily underrated the past couple of weeks. Like they've been running the ball really well, even if it's been with Najee Harris and not Jalen Warren, or it could be a mix of both. Yeah, um, I really want to do it. Really want this. Feels like the only game that I won last week. I think was the Tommy DeVito uh, that I just took because my number was was lower. Putting Kyler Murray and Tommy DeVito in the same sentence means that I'm going to bet on Kyler Murray. Because um, when you're in that class of quarterback, you're a winner. That's that's what Tommy DeVito is. Uh, the get-up should do it. And fl- if Tommy DeVito were playing for like – I'm trying to think about this. But like Tommy DeVito, I feel like, has played well enough to deserve some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of shout from get-up about his performance. Is he the future – in 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 new york that's what i want to know um atlanta and new york jets not giants jets plus one and a half i went jets plus two and a half uh i made this picker um and it is jets plus two and a half Your division leading, your NFC South division leading Atlanta Falcons heading up to New York. Uh, these teams are both I, I, no, no bet, no thoughts, no comments. I got nothing. You weren't impressed with Desmond Ritter today. He actually had one nice throw. It was an interception of Tyron Matthew at the goal line. It was a nice little dart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he made a nice throw to Bijan. Uh, he did. He did on that touchdown. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You doing anything with this, Sergeant? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with it. Yeah, so am I. Um I yeah. I was for a second thinking about a teaser leg, but then I remembered it's uh Tim Boyle. And uh we're on to Tennessee. Colts and Titans. Titans plus two and a half. I went uh Colts minus three. I have uh, – where the hell is this game? Uh, two and a half. What's weird with them is like we like the Colts. We take them a bunch of weeks. And I look back, I never actually give them any credit when I do the guess the spread. But then we end up betting them a bunch. Last week we all loved them. I think Judah loved them too. Yeah. I couldn't get to full three like Arjun. I wanted to like talk myself into it because – Titans beat the Panthers today, but it wasn't particularly impressive. Levis had a nice job. It was the end of the first half um, to get a field goal, but like they didn't—they didn't look particularly good. 
I don't know. I just don't know if I can talk myself into Colts here, but I, I want to. Someone can someone can talk me into Colts uh, if if they like it. Yeah, I'm trying. I need to pull up the numbers from the last time these guys. Okay. Like I like I I am gonna bet on the Colts here. Um, I think like I we've talked about the Shane Steichen offense. I mean, he really varies his his offense week to week. I think they do rely a decent amount on running the ball, which you don't really want to do against the Titans, even if they're rushing. Like defense numbers have kind of fallen off a little bit. Um, but I I like I'm not. I haven't been really impressed with Will Levis since that first game. Like today, he's probably going to finish with like a mid, like 65 overall grade. Uh, I think the Colts defense is like actually playing somewhat okay. I think they got bailed out a couple times by Buccaneer drops, but um, this is really like just betting on the coaching staff of the Colts, which I think have done a really good job this year. Um, I know this is probably not a great reason to bet the Colts, but I mean, Minshew was also pretty efficient when he stepped in last time. The Colts averaged a .09. EP per rush overall against the Titans. A lot of that was explosive plays, uh, like the last time they played. Um, and that was, I think, like Jonathan Taylor's like second or third game back. Uh, but overall, I, just, I think the Colts coaching staff is better. I think they have the better quarterback, weird as that sounds, and the better offense overall. So I, I think I like the Colts in this spot. I can get behind it. I'm staying away from this one. Um, I don't know. I just don't. It's tough. I, I agree with you, Brad. I think that sentiment is correct. Um, I think this is a not great matchup for the Colts just because of how strong uh, the Titans' run defense is. I mean, it if you, the Titans can't block anybody, right? So that that's a that's a challenge. <laughs> that it really is, happens. but like the Colts' pass rush has like some fun guys that can get home if the quarterback holds the ball too long, which I guess Levis can be at times, but they're not, they don't have guys that win one-on-one -on -one. like Buckner can, but like Quiddy pay and, and Dale Dengbo and like, and like your yeah. guy, Samson Ebicam, like they're all like good platoon players, but they're not guys that get home in two and a half seconds or less. So I just don't know if it makes like, it's not, I don't know if it's a good matchup. Yeah. We need to bring back uh, Troy Aikman trying to pronounce Samson Ebicam's name <laughs> on, on uh Thursday night football, whatever that was. Miami and Washington. I had the commies plus nine and a half. I the commies plus nine. I have the commies plus eight. Uh, I tried to make this closer to seven, and I could not. Uh, <laughs> it, is, it is nine. Um, am I doing it again? I love – okay, look, I loved – the Commanders, it was my favorite spread bet of the entire week. Um, they hung tough for a little while, and then the wheels just completely came off. Their defense was non-existent. This was in Dallas. Obviously, this will be at home. Um, but I cannot bring myself to bet on the Washington Commanders um, again after seeing that offense. It would worry me, obviously, playing against a Miami Dolphins team that should be able to do the same thing. Uh, to the commanders now that being said no Jalen Phillips that very much hurts I think the pass rush um but uh yeah I'm, I'm staying away from from the commies until further notice yeah there was a real dust up in Dallas uh Thanksgiving and uh you know so there will be the the post JDR bump uh which maybe mm -hmm. is meaningful in Washington 
It was George. We lo- I loved it with you. I wrote it with you. They did honestly play decently the first three quarters, or whatever, two and a half quarters, and then it just absolutely crumbled. Uh, you know, the Cowboys were living in the Salvation Army bucket. I just the Dolphins. It's not only Jalen Phillips, but Tyreek got banged up again. Eventually, that might matter. He keeps coming back and playing, but he, he did get dinged up in this game. Yeah, I don't know. I'm staying away. I want to do it so badly. I know, me I too. so badly want to do it. <laughs> me too. Oh, man. I think ah, I'm kind of – Arjun, why don't you give your take and then I'll, I'll decide. I think with the commanders, like you want to back them in games where you think their offensive line can hold up, which I think there is a case to be made in this game that they could do that because Dolphins don't have Jalen Phillips. Um, and – I think commanders also are the Dolphins kind of a zone heavy team under Vic Fangio. So I think Howell, I think has been better against zone than man. I I could be completely wrong about that, but he has carved up like similar Fangio type teams, right? He's, you know, done very well against the Eagles, uh, Sean Desai, Vic Fangio disciple. So like when we talk about like similar defenses, I think he's performed well against a Fangio style defense. I have no faith in the commander's G5 secondary to hold up against Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Maybe the play, if you really think the commanders are going to move the ball, is the over, but it's already at 49 and a half. So that's one thing I would consider. I don't feel confident in the commander's offense, and I, I sure as hell don't feel confident in that G5 defense. So I think the over would be the only lean I have, but otherwise I'm, I'm staying away. It's an insult to Toledo. That's hurtful. I'm doing it. You convinced me with the similar defense thing. Uh, that's all I needed. Sam Howell bounce back week, uh, fire up the SGP builds. Let's go. Um, Carolina, Tampa Bay. Bucks minus five and a half. (laughs) I went, uh, bucks plus or bucks minus five. (laughs) I love the bucks. Went bucks by six and a half. Uh, it is six. Anyone doing anything with this? Anyone Not watching it. <laughs> Is Kyle Trask? Yeah, because I saw so the comment here. Trask came in. Uh, they had a, port, a first and goal from the half inch line and kicked the field goal. I didn't see the actual sequence, but it was Trask. So I imagine he didn't do a whole lot of good. Um, yeah. Is him playing over Baker? I'll, like I'll, I'll say, this, I'll be honest. Like I was anti Baker to start the year, kind of picking, picking, making fun of him. That is a downgrade. Like, that is, to me, not good. Baker's been solid. He's been fine. Um, so, if it is Trask, I think it's, it's a problem. Yeah, but Baker came back and played. Okay. So, this guy, I don't know. We got our guy Mojal here saying, uh, anyway. I mean, maybe Baker can't play in this game. Um, that, that's definitely a possibility. Um, but uh, is Kyle Trask a better quarterback than Bryce Young? And the answer is yes. <laughs> they play. They probably played head to head. I guess not. Different. Bryce no. Young, or, like the, the the Panthers have covered once this this entire year. Like it is so. Like we're talking about not meeting expectations. Like Bryce Young cannot meet expectations at all. Like it is. It is an atrocity to watch. But yeah, I'm, I'm probably going too far with the contrast thing. But I will say a quick note on that. We, I think, misevaluated the Colts last year with Frank Reich, who clearly is the game has passed him by. We've learned that in Carolina now. I think we all know the Colts roster all of a sudden sucks now after being like good at a lot of spots. Like, 
no, I think the coaching staff sucked. And I, I was wrong on that. I thought the Carolina hire was awesome. I was excited for Bryce Young. That offense sucks. Frank Reich's done. Um, yeah, kind of an interesting swing for those two. And, and it's they both took quarterbacks. But, yeah, pray, pray for Bryce. Dave Tepper, considering all of his options, including actually hiring someone to run his team. Uh, <laughs> it's all on the table. Will that actually happen? Probably not, but uh, we'll see. The S, the S3, S2, whatever it is. Um, it's amazing what snake oil salesmen can do in the year 2023. It honestly is impressive. Um, we are on to Cleveland and Los Angeles. This one is in Los Angeles. Brad. Rams minus three and a half. I went Rams minus th- oh, Rams minus four. I went Rams by three. I didn't even feel that great about it, to be perfectly honest with you. Now, here's the thing. Uh, what do we think about Miles Garrett? He yeah. had the sling on after the game. That's, that was part of that made me move from three to three and a half. Is was I don't know what he's gonna be, but that is why I went over the number. Okay, I'm going three and a half. Uh we're but we're all short. It's four and a half. Yeah. Like so I remember um like Drew Dinzik and Andy Molitor, I, I think George, you've had them on the pod before. They Friends were talking the about say that again. I said Friends of the Pod. Friends of the Pod, exactly. Yeah. Uh you back the cow you back the Rams in games where you trust their offensive line to hold up against four man rushes or just hold up in general. If Miles Garrett if Miles Garrett plays, the Rams offensive line is gonna suck. If he doesn't play, they I think they still will suck a little bit because Obo Okoronkro, very good. Zadarius Smith, very good. Shelby Harris, very good. Like they have guys, uh, Schwartz knows how to scheme up blitzes as well. JOK had a really nice sack at the end of that game. Um, so I don't trust the Rams offense line at all. I also don't trust this Cleveland offense at all. But like if you had to pick between trusting the Rams defense or the Cleveland offense, who would you pick at this point? Neither. Gun to my head, bullet. Uh, there actually, no, I'll say that, no. You know what? Raheem Morris and the Rams defense has yeah. actually played pretty good ball the last like month. I'll, I'll give him credit. Okay. I'd probably take Aaron Donald in that yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, I am, I am a little concerned. I think this will be a Browns home game, right? You've got Browns backers. Browns are one of like those sneaky teams that have just a lot of fans everywhere. They're all sad. And they hate themselves, but there there are a lot of them. Um, and there's no worse place to be in December, November than Cleveland. So, like making the pilgrimage out west uh, is definitely a, a, a highlight on the calendar. So, I see this as being a pretty heavy Cleveland crowd. Um, it shouldn't be surprising. Um, I'm very tempted. I, the Cleveland got banged up today, though. Um, DTR took an absolute spear to the shoulder. Um, that was not a good look. I'm going to stay away uh, on this one, but I think you could make – I think the this, this smart play here is to take Cleveland against uh, the Rams. Um, one more one more injury. Uh, Denzel Ward didn't play in this game with a shoulder injury. I don't know if he'll be out, but when you go against Cooper Cup and Nick Puka Nakua – uh, you know, you probably want your best cover corner on the field. Puck got banged up as well. Um, yeah. What's, what's the uh, feeling on Ward? Like, my sense was that there was a chance he could have 
could play this week? Uh, I I could not. I don't yeah. remember what the injury report looked like for him, but I mean, yeah, it was, it was a shoulder injury, so I feel like he could possibly come back for this game. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, let's get to a good game. The San Francisco 49ers go to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. I'm very, very interested what you guys made this. Brad, would you go with? Pick them. I went Niners minus one and a half. You you had the balls to do it. Mm-hmm. You had the balls to do it. I did not. I made this a pick them as well. Um, and I actually thought I was I was like, oh, maybe I can make this, you know, make the Niners favorite. I was like, nah, that's too crazy. I'm gonna make this a pick them. And ended up being a huge pansy because it is one and a half. Um wow. The Philadelphia Eagles are underdogs in this game to the Niners. So, so this is basically the market saying that the Niners are three and a half points better. I mean, what would you make the the Eagles home field here? Two at least. Two points. Yeah. Two. Yeah. So, so this is saying that the Niners are three and a half points better than the Eagles on neutral field. That feels that feels heavy to me. And Strong I agree. The best yeah. team in the NFL. I don't know. You, but you're saying, that, yeah, you're the Niners best team in the NFL, but you think it's still heavy. The Lane Johnson thing, so it was a groin he got an MRI for like today and then didn't play. Yeah. I mean, it does matter a ton. It matters yeah. a ton. Um, Nick Bosa only lines up against the right tackle. Right, much. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting too because like I'm I'm gonna tease them. I'm just gonna take the risk that we get Lynn Johnson back for the game. Um, I think this pace is gonna be wicked slow. We know Shanahan likes to slow the game down, limit possessions, and we've seen depending on the matchup, Philly will either do the same or they'll speed some things up at times. Um, I think today was kind of an example of the opposite, and game script kind of came into play a little bit as well, but. I think it's going to be very slow. So it might be low scoring, but the opportunity, like the outcomes I see is a low 20s scoring type of game. Um, and I just think over a touchdown, uh, home dog teaser for the Eagles is just too good to pass up. Yeah. I, I think the Lane Johnson thing is massive. Now, Lane Johnson has played through torn muscles and – you name it, he's played through it. I think the question is, at 10-1, and one, does he play through this here? I mean, if they lose this game, uh, this opens up an opportunity for the Niners to, to get home field, right? Yep. Um, and this matchup – so if they win this game, it becomes very, very hard for the Niners – to get home field, right? And then really the only competition for the Eagles becomes uh, what the Lions and the Cowboys, but they play uh, the Cowboys again, so they control their own destiny. So we think about Lane Johnson toughing it out in big games. This would certainly qualify. Uh, so my, my gut would say that Lane Johnson plays. Lane Johnson warmed up before the game. So he, like, he was out there moving around. It wasn't like he couldn't walk. Um, so my my hunch would be that he plays in this game. I am I think this is a good matchup. Not a not quite a Dallas Cowboys type matchup, but a good matchup for the Niners. 
um, you know, they are going to be able to take advantage of the secondary. <laughs> there is like absolutely no doubt about it. They're going to be able to take advantage of the, the linebackers um, and they're healthy on the offensive line. So we've talked about the Eagles and their, their defensive line, which has been good against the run, but not particularly great um, at getting pressure, which doesn't bode well against a, a healthy Niners offense. Niners also have what, you know, extra um, four days of rest. And the Eagles played a very physical game uh, against the Bills. So all of those things going in the Niners' favor. Um, I can't bring myself to bet the Eagles, even though I think the spread is a little heavy. Yeah, full 10-minute overtime, basically. The thing, too, here is the Cowboys could win on Thursday, be 9-3. and three, And then Philly could, of course, think about, you know, home field, one seed, all of that in the Niners matchup. But they'd also could see, like, all right, we play Dallas Sunday night after this game. They have an extra three days rest going into that game. And, like, the division is also, you know, if let's say we're 10-2 and two versus 9-3 going into that game. Like the Lane Johnson thing is fascinating. It, it, he said he worked out before the game, so he's probably going to play in this matchup. But you could argue, like, just protect the, the division winner is more important potentially. I don't know. They finished the season with Seahawks, Giants, Cardinals, Giants, so they'll probably be fine. But <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So you're saying they could lose this game, but as long as they win, as long as they win one of their next two, they are in the drive. They're they're should feel pretty good for the one seed. And I think that's yep. right because yeah. Niners and the Cowboys both have three losses. Um, yep. Yeah. That that's really, really interesting. Um, how, how many points like Lane Johnson plays versus Lane Johnson doesn't play. What, what is, um, what is that worth to you guys? In this particular matchup, or like you're saying, just like against a team, yeah, because like Nick Bosa, like Arjun said, is what like 85 percent, 90 percent over the right tackle. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is Brad. When we talked about um, who, whoever those numbskulls were that you know claim to work at sports books and and give you know the number of points that players mm-hmm. were right, like Nick Chubb was like three points against spread, whatever it was. Um, like they clearly that's not the case, but. My contention there is that it's always caught, it's always matchup based, right? Like that's how you should approach these things. I think this is actually the perfect example of that, right? Like it's very hard to put a point spread on Lane Johnson in, in a opponent agnostic situation. I think in this situation, it feels very uh, appropriate. I'm curious what you guys would do. Yeah, like yeah, if you're playing the Commanders and Casey Tuhill and whatever, it does it might not I mean, matter at all. Uh, all respect to Casey Tuhill and other command. He's hey, that was the first thing that came up because respect. Um, it's like a point and a half, I think, against Nick Bosa. Like I really do. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, I wouldn't go point and a half. I would go. I would go point five, mainly because I think the Eagles can cover up spots on the offensive line better than other, just because they mm-hmm. can allocate more help to the right side, knowing they have my lot at left tackle and they have Kelsey at center. And, you know, those guys are so flexible in terms of you like with my lots and Johnson, like, I think I've looked into this the past couple of years. They leave those tackles on islands the most of any team in the league. So in terms of that, like it's, from a schematic perspective, yeah, they're probably going to have the right guard who is, is it Steen or is it Driscoll? No, so it's I, Cam Jurgens playing right guard, and then Driscoll Jurgens, was right yeah. tackle today. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. So yeah, they'll just shade more help towards Driscoll. 
Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll be that much of a downgrade and they have, they can cover it up elsewhere. But that being said, I am betting the, the Niners here. I just, I, Niners have the, I think revenge factor, more rest. And I just think this team is w- way more suited to beat uh, the Eagles than the Eagles are to beat the Niners. Real quick on the whole chip point, all that though, like no Goddard, I guess it goes against my own bet, but yeah. like no Goddard is an element of that as well, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. have a guy that can be part of those formations to chip and then leak out and do different things. Like it's also not there. I'm keeping my bet, but I do, I do see as we're poking holes in it, like why it's a, it's a Niners, you know, skewed matchup in a lot of different ways. Pending review, by the way, J- Jack Driscoll allowed two hurries on 39 pass, pass plays. Um, the bills i think are a very different very different beast than the 49ers are um i would my initial reaction was somewhere in the like 0.75 to one um and i agree with you arjun like the mobility of hertz definitely helps they can do some different things with the run game and, and that thing but then on the flip side because they're so used to leaving those guys on an Absolutely. island it changes what they've got to do, I think, rather significantly. Um, and, and so that that made me lean closer to like one, um, which is probably where I'd where I'd end up. Um, okay, Arjun is betting the Niners. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna join him. I'm joining him on the Niners. I, I'm doing this partially because I believe in in Brock Purdy uh, as the second coming of Tom Brady, but that's a story for another day. Kansas City and Green Bay. Packers plus seven. I went Packers plus six. I split you guys, and I went six and a half. And this one is Green Bay. Let's see. DraftKings has it. uh, Green Bay plus seven. FanDuel is plus six and a half, but Juice pretty heavily. Circa plus six and a half. Maker at seven. Um, we'll call it seven. Brad, you nailed it. Arjun, you uh, taking the pack? Yep. Uh, Jordan Love is is off the no bet list. He's been impressive the past three weeks. Even if we do apply the Chargers and. Lions defensive uh, adjust like manual mental adjustment. He's looked good, and I, I have to give credit to him. I also don't think, um, you know, the Chiefs' offense. Obviously, we should give credit. Thirty-one to three run, basically in the middle of the starting in the middle of the second quarter. But um, I, I, I'm mainly doing this. I, I think Jordan Love is has looked good. It, it's mainly betting on the Packers' offense to keep up with the Chiefs' offense. And I do worry a little bit about Joe Joe Barry's like super soft zone coverage defense, mm-hmm. but I also think the Packers pass rush has come alive, and that can give Mahomes problems because you know he doesn't look good against teams that can generate a pass rush consistently, just because you know teams are doubling Kelsey a lot more, and he doesn't really have that other reliable safety outlet. So um, I like I like Green Bay here catching six at home. I think uh, you know I think it should be a close game, and hopefully Jordan Love puts up a better performance than what he did two years ago. Brad, did you do anything with this? No, I'm staying away. But I, yeah, I'm staying away. Staying away. I am very excited to take, and this should uh, tell you because I was excited about the Commanders last week. But I'm very excited about the Packers. Um, Kansas City today 
beat Aiden O'Connell. I want to stress this again. Aiden O'Connell, okay? They beat Aiden O'Connell and Antonio Pierce. This is a combo. They, I mean, if you can beat Aiden O'Connell and Antonio Pierce, you deserve uh, a, a Super Bowl title. Despite all of that, I just, I still remain very worried about the offense. Um, very worried about the offense. Um, so I am going to Yeah. Can we hang a banner for Antonio Pierce kicking it on fourth and one and missing it from 35 yards with one of the best kickers in the league? You you just got to take the points when you're up. Well, I think it was 7-0 at the time. Like you should mm-hmm. never go for that 14-point lead against the best quarterback in the yep. league. Like you always got to you always got to take the for sure 35-yard field goal instead of the offense had been moving the ball very well up to that point. So, just got to hang the banner there, I think. Yes, you you absolutely do. Um yeah, and there was still like a, like Rasheed Rice dropped the pass today. Um, Justin Watson made you know a couple of nice plays here and there. Travis Kelsey did get downfield. Now, one of the times that Kelsey got downfield, that was like a totally schemed um, play. The other time was a nice play down the down the field. Um, so that they they got some throws down the field. Again, the problem is not Patrick Mahomes; it is the crappiness of his receiving weapons. Um, all right, Monday night, Cincinnati goes to Jacksonville uh, to play the Jaguars. Brad? Jags minus eight and a half. I went, I did the same. Uh, I added a point uh, for every Joe Mixon rush uh, that traveled less than two yards past the line of scrimmage. So I made this Jacksonville minus 10 and a half. Uh, and let's see, it is, I'm way long. It is Jacksonville by seven. And a half. So like, is the narrative here just that Jacksonville can't extend because I mean, I am pro Jake Browning, I think overall, but it, it was pretty embarrassing today. Press Taylor. I think this is, this spread is a press <laughs> Taylor induced spread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's pressed Taylor trying to come up with a good play. Is what is what he is. Pressed um, to come up with a good play. Yeah, that's, that's what that's what he is. Yeah, yeah. I thought of that joke four hours ago. It landed. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't. I, like, I want to. I'll, I'll teaser leg him, but I'm not laying seven and a half with, with this offense. Like you said, they can't extend leads. Trevor Lawrence had 364 passing yards, and I remember like one Calvin Ridley wide open crosser, and like one other. I think like a corner route to, to Christian Kirk, but like I can't even remember how many downfield passes in that game against the Houston defense. That's like, you know, average. Um, but yeah, anyway, teaser like, I don't know what I, I got. I mean, this would be a teaser. Like, I don't know what I can tease it with though. <laughs> Cause like all the other teaser legs I'm pro I'm betting, I guess I'll have to tease it with the jets, but I, I don't know if I want to do that. Um, <laughs> I'll just stay away. Um, away Yeah. 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 I um, think a a Jets teaser is interesting. That total is going to be in the mid thirties, probably. Um, That that's a, that's a possibility. You also have the the Titans um, that you could tease out to eight. Um, Tease the Eagles out to seven and a half. Tease Green Bay down to one. Dallas 
Uh, teasing it with Dallas down to one and a half, I think is is interesting. That might be my um, my favorite one, but I'm going to stay away. The, the Jags continue to worry me. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm staying away. I got a lot of bets on the board. Trying to come back here after a terrible week, uh, so I'm staying away. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just any actual analysis. Like the Bengals defense is just bad, bad, bad. Like if there was a team that was going to do it or an opponent that Jacksonville was going to find a way, attack the middle of the field, attack the intermediate area. That's been Cincinnati's kryptonite for the last two months. Um, So anyway. Yeah, actually Cincinnati, the one thing that I will say here is that um, I'm, I'm definitely going to bet. Let's remember this for Wednesday or whenever props come out. But Cincinnati cannot cover tight ends. They they cannot. Uh, Fryermuth resurrected from the dead today. We had like 120 yards. They gave up 160 to George Kittle. Um, so this is an Evan Ingram game, uh, if there ever was one. Um, yeah, Browning was really bad today. And like one one of his, um, he's going to finish with probably a sub 50 PFF grade. Um, one of his completions was a, a turnover worthy completion. Um, so yeah, my favorite. Those are, those are the best ones. All right. Uh, that was our show. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday evening. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We love you all. Peace out.